0: and this is Successful Associations Today. My guest is Garth Jordan, CEO of the American Animal Hospital Association, and we are here to talk about simplification. One of the reasons I wanted to talk with you was because you have replaced your traditional mission and vision statement with a simplified version called a just cause. And I am interested in learning more about why you did that and what a just cause is.
1: Sure, so uh, so there's a few reasons why we did it. Uh, um, our mission vision, not unlike many others out there, were comprised of, mission vision, comprised of close to 70 words. Uh, and so it was kind of a word salad. And our um, uh, alongside that, our values had probably another 120 words in them. Uh, no one could memorize it. There were staff who were challenged with aligning uh, their overall beliefs to our mission vision, let alone their own roles. And so the idea of simplifying our mission and vision uh, uh, was something that I actually started uh, thinking about even before I was in the CEO role. It was part of the interview process with our board. Um, as I read the mission and vision and tried to figure out what it meant and how you would uh, distill it into the work to be done, um, it was so broad. It was uh, uh, that really it could have meant that aha, would do anything in veterinary medicine uh, to, to improve the world. So, so getting down to this idea of A, simplifying, so that it, it brings focus to the work. That was kind of one big purpose behind it. So one day I was listening to uh, the uh, a podcast about the Infinite Mindset, which is a great Simon Snack podcast. Uh, if folks haven't read the book or, or listened to the podcast, but a a significant chunk of that podcast was about this idea called a just cause. And um, uh, the the characteristics of a just cause uh, are pretty straightforward. Um, You could probably Google the characteristics, but some of the top ones are that a just cause is service oriented. It's got a primary benefit that's for others. It's not for your company. Um, it's it's it stands for something that's affirmative, uh, that's optimistic, that sees a better world out there. Uh, a third characteristic, there's five, but I, I'm only remembering three off the top of my head, uh, is that it's very inclusive, meaning you know it's open for people to be part of, right? Uh, especially your your the customers that you serve. So uh, another characteristic is very idealistic. So as we started to think about replacing and simplifying, a just cause doesn't have to be... We asked ourselves the question, why do we have a mission and a vision? Is it just because that's what we inherited? Is that because that's what people were doing 20, 30 years ago? And we said, well, we, we don't need something that's, that's that onerous to figure out in wordsmith. So we went to our members, we interviewed probably 120. And what we learned from our members is that they're in a very difficult space right now with so many people adopting pets. Uh, uh, um, They happen to be in a place where they're uh, um, overworked, Uh, many are underpaid, heavy student debt, uh, whether it's DVMs or veterinary technicians, et cetera. So when, when we start talking with them about it, they are asking for themselves a simpler life. So, uh, you know, help me simplify my business so I can provide better care so that I can go home at night and not have to work until 10 p.m. So we essentially distilled everything we learned into an eight word sentence that is about simplifying the journey toward excellence for veterinary medicine. Our members care about excellence. They care about veterinary medicine deeply. They know that they can never be perfect as much as they may want. So there's a, there's a conversation about it being a journey, and it's really about simplifying it, making that pathway more accessible, easier to understand, easy to use, easier to implement the pathway toward excellence. So that's how we landed on that simple eight-word statement. And what that's done for us uh, as an as a outcome is it has done a couple things for us, and then we can talk about them in detail if you'd like but one is it's brought a new focus to who we are and what we do. We've actually decided to stop making certain things, believe it or not, in an association. We have decided to stop publishing books. Um, And I can get into the why behind that, but that's not an easy decision, but it was easy after we landed on this eight word statement, simplifying the journey toward excellence for veterinary medicine, for veterinary practices. So, A, we it it helped us focus our work. It helped us define our next three years worth of work. We have a strategic plan today that is um, really comprised of around fifteen major projects. Now that seems
0: for for somebody who is a a strategic planning facilitator, uh, fifteen to me is alarming. So it's connect dots for me between. I will. Eight word statement and a 15 project.
1: Yes, yes, I can, I can do that. So in the first place, our old strategic plan had 137 tactics in it.
0: Oh, my. Okay, so you
1: are right. getting that. So okay. a, we've reduced it tenfold, so that's a good thing, right? Uh, nine, nine to tenfold, number one. Uh, but number two, there's three major buckets in our strategic plan, and there's about five projects per bucket. Uh, one project is uh, essentially an IT redesign, which is more internal and logistical, right? But I'll give you an example of of like our of our content bucket and and what's in that and what's different. So we decided, as I mentioned before, we decided to stop publishing books and refocus that team that was in our aha press team, publications team. To create, uh, oh, by the way, I should say that what we do as our core business is we accredit uh, animal hospitals. So veterinary practices and veterinary hospitals. That's our core business. Okay. So
0: So when you think about everything the association does, when you said to me your core business is accrediting, that really
1: is
0: is a narrow focus.
1: That's a narrow focus. The other half of our business became bloated with a whole bunch of different publications, a whole bunch of sponsorships and crazy stuff all over the place, which is fairly typical of an association to have. I've heard associations say, we have 55, 100, 150 products right? that we sell. We were no different. So we, as we start to kind of cut these things off because we're saying our job is to simplify for our members, how do we simplify Well, we have to simplify ourselves? So for example, in our content area, Instead of publishing a variety of different books and magazines and online stuff and all over the place, we've said that we are going to create core content around accreditation and our standards. So we have 900 standards that you have to meet in order to be accredited. 50 of them are mandatory, but we don't have ways to communicate, for example, of those 50 mandatory standards, what is the best way to implement it? How are different practices implementing them in ways that are working and allowing them to, be, to pass an evaluation? So we, we should help our members with the accreditation process, not just hand them a checklist to say, good luck, go meet this checklist. The, uh, um, uh, we also have a variety of clinical guidelines around things like diabetes, working dog guidelines, diet, uh, dietary guidelines. Uh, um, vaccination guidelines that we publish, but we don't teach to them. So essentially what we're saying is that the core business, which is accreditation and clinical guidelines, let's just, which which people love and adore, but we don't help them implement it. We don't help them access, make it easy use, give them tools around it. Our content should be focused on that. And that will actually just grow accreditation because it makes accreditation, our core business, easier to use, more accessible, et cetera. So So
0: the, the, the places around your core business, you are taking those a step
1: further. Correct. In
0: order to simplify the journey.
1: That's exactly right. So another example would be that would be a project for us. We kind of abdicated our online community to Facebook. But if we build our own online community, which takes time and effort, that's one of our projects, we can then build um, an accreditation process. Right now, our accreditation process is one-to-one. A practice consultant goes to a practice and helps that practice become accredited. But in the near future, if we have even a simple online community tool, we can put 10 practices into a cohort, take them through accreditation together they bond, they learn together, they support each other, and we can have one practice consultant run 10 through accreditation together. So it forced us, if you will, this idea of simplifying the journey toward excellence for veterinary medicine, it forced us to think about simplifying the journey in accreditation. And how do we make accreditation more accessible, more community oriented, build support around accreditation with content and not get distracted by the shiny object that says, well, gosh, if we make a magazine about pet products, we could sell a bunch of advertising. That doesn't support our focused, highly focused uh, just cause statement.
0: So one of the things that I find is there is suspicion around simplicity. So the boards that I've worked with in many cases feel like we can't, you know, our our strategic plan can't be too simple because if it's too simple, we're not getting our money's worth. Mm -hmm. And do you find that at all uh, internally as you are simplifying? Is there a little bit of suspicion uh, from staff or do they realize that this is actually unleashing them to do their best work?
1: Uh, That's a good question. So I'll answer this, this staff question first. Uh, When we have the more complicated and too many (laughs) tactics in our plan plan, that had 130 tactics in it, um, we had a staff survey that said, you know, a large chunk of our staff didn't really understand our strategy, weren't aligned with it, didn't personally, you know, ingest it and kind of make it their own. We have a a staff survey today in our hands that says 100% of our staff, understand our strategy, align to our strategy, meaning they support it, they believe in it, um, which I, that's part of a just cause. Uh, and then, and they understand their role in helping bring it to life. I, I personally have never worked in an organization that had that level of staff clarity. So it's done something really tremendous for us, even as that has, you uh, um, um, cascaded into the handful of projects that we're doing over three years. We're not doing 15 projects at once, but uh, the, they will be kind of t- uh, uh, parceled out over three years. Folks are, are aligning with and understanding why is that, what is that project? Why is it here? What are we doing? How is it aligning to the strategy? Whether they're a part of the project or not. The second thing that, that uh, you mentioned the board Uh, um, our board, to give them just oodles of credit here, uh, in the first place, they very much appreciate uh, the idea that we're kind of looking back and not necessarily going back to our roots, so to speak, but looking at our core business and figuring out how to support it better so that they and their peers can be better in their practice. This, this isn't about, they, they did see in their history with AHA the uh, past leadership kind of going after projects that didn't really seem to be about our core business. So uh, uh, number one, but number two, where I think some of your comment comes from is this idea, and this is where I am a big believer in this infinite mindset. Just because we're going to focus our, on our core business and, and frankly, get rid of product lines doesn't mean that we will forever be a smaller organization. We actually have, we're an $11 million organization um, annual annual revenue. We identified through focused efforts through the, the new content, through growth opportunities in accreditation itself, uh, um, uh, by making ourselves more accessible, et cetera, we identified easily 100% growth opportunity in the next three to five years. So I wanna. That's not including going out to other countries that are in desperate need of accreditation. So we're, we're focusing and we're seeing a pathway towards doubling our revenue without a, a, serious, a, a serious amount of risk attached to it.
0: I think people need to hear that because this, this uh, contract to expand strategy or a shrink to grow strategy is extremely powerful. But we tend to chase after bright, shiny objects. We tend to go uh, for low-hanging fruit and without some sort of focusing clarity Uh, associations are like octopuses they've got eight arms and those arms are each reaching for something else and they're in different places Uh, this i i'm just really fascinated by this this focus and you know you said that you've never worked for an organization where everybody has been so aligned i've never worked with an association where anybody could even tell me the mission or the vision (laughs) from memory and i i or to pay them
1: we were we were no different i it's funny you and i are of, of like mind on that i asked everybody in various meetings i i asked people can you recite our mission vision not one person no one on the board no, not our most passionate volunteers past presidents not any of our staff so and now the answer is they can't
0: not only on the staff side, it's your board. Everybody yes. on the board is can be aligned around that too. Eight words. I think yes. we can do it.
1: We we can do it, and it and it can the 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 the, the misperception um, that eight words can't be powerful and can't roll forward into clear, detailed work and projects is is crazy to me. You know, uh, um, it's clarified the the projects that we ought to work on whether it's product development or whether it's internal projects uh, um, so a simple example is this um, this may sound like we're behind the times in technology and admittedly we are but a practice going through accreditation has to has to show us a lot of documentation okay well, once every three years, they go through the, the evaluation process and they have to show us their documentation once every three years. Why didn't we have a document repository that they could just easily swap in and out updated documents so that we don't have to review 150 documents once every three years? It simplifies life for them. It simplifies life for us. And and it, it makes the process more accessible. And not only when we do that, we're building an intellectual property database of documentation across thousands of practices that can ultimately be mined and shared.
0: Absolutely. And that's one of the, uh, with uh, the anniversary edition of race for relevance, uh, which is (laughs) that is one of the things that we focused on and doubled down on. And that is the whole digital first digital transformation of associations. And it is exactly things like you are talking about. And it, it not only simplify, it's not, only about simplifying it internally, but it's uh, about making things more accessible and convenient and easy for the customers, our members, our non-members that we are uh, interfacing with on a on a regular basis. And that, I'm sure, is a three-year plan because that, especially if you were a little, little slow on the digital, you have to yeah. kind of walk where you can run.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll give you another example, again, because I'm a massive proponent of simplifying to, uh, to find growth opportunity. So we are an accrediting body. We accredit the organization. Our membership is an organizational membership. Um, we don't really do individual membership. We have it as something, and we have 1,200 individual members, but it's not anything that we really pay much attention to. What we found, and we have 15% market penetration for accredited veterinary practices. Which my commercial to your audience is is only take your pet to an accredited practice. (laughs) By (laughs) the
0: way, think of that in my head, right? uh, uh,
1: If you care about your pet, that is. So uh, um, when when we look at the fact that we have 85% growth opportunity, number one, because 85% of the practices in the U.S. and Canada are not accredited, but there's this mindset you know, among, among those practices, it's a variety of mindsets, but one example might be, um, I don't need accreditation. It won't help me financially. It won't help me improve my practice. I've been doing this for 15 years. I don't need the help. Right. Um, or oftentimes it's, it's too expensive. It's too hard. Well, one of the things we've realized is that we can actually certify individuals in their knowledge of and application of our standards. So what, we, what we're saying with that is, Mary, if you worked for a practice that was not accredited, maybe we don't care if that practice is not accredited, but maybe what we do care about is that Mary has a certification so that she can help elevate the practice mm. and help the practice have a simpler path towards uh, excellence. We would not have necessarily thought of that as a product for the individual had we not been thinking about how to simplify the journey toward excellence for veterinary practice? Because we were so focused just on accreditation when we could have said, hey, Mary, you could actually be certified in what it means to be accredited. And then you may, take your, you may, you may get your practice to be accredited in the future. You may not. But either way, we've started to fulfill our mission better.
0: And that's. Yeah, that really addresses the whole cascading. Uh, and I that's find right. that too, when you have clarity, there is a cascade that happens. Things naturally fit, and some things don't. That's right. It's that decision that you make then that leads to the cascading. So, uh, in the time that we have left, and this is probably a complicated question about simplifying, but you said you interviewed 120 members. Did this eight words show up somewhere because somebody said them to you, or was this a process of sifting and shaping and organizing what you heard, and then those eight words were the result?
1: More the latter than the former. Uh, so you and I have talked about design thinking in the past, and. So that's a crutch I lean on pretty heavily. And as you practice, it is a practice, just like many other things we do every day. Uh, But design thinking is a practice and, and the main kind of thrust of it is, is as you hear from your customer potential or potential customer base, as you hear from them and observe what they do and how they work and listen to what they say, think, feel, do, all those kinds of great empathetic views of the world, you start to naturally distill it into an empathetic perspective that kind of consolidates what you're hearing. And that's the best way I can describe it is with practice, it becomes a natural thing to be able to say, I have empathy for this group of 120 people that I heard and observed. And while they didn't tell me the words per se, they are begging for someone to simplify their journey. That's what they're really asking for because they're not sleeping enough. They have exceedingly complicated you know, business logistics that they have to deal with. They have sometimes incredibly difficult client interactions when pets die unexpectedly, they're looking for something to simplify their lives and they don't use those words, but you hear it over and over again. And that's what I think is an incredibly powerful thing for any membership organization. You have some group of people or a person who hears from the members who can distill that into a powerful singular statement about what they're really asking for and that's what you solve for. You don't solve for anything else. You don't solve for what do sponsors want, right? That's that's not what we should be solving for.
0: And I'm guessing that when you get to that sentence and you're able to simply describe what you're doing, I would bet you get a lot of head nods.
1: Oh, yeah. Say, <laughs>
0: yes. That's it. That's it. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, Garth- always you've given us some great things to be thinking about i love the fact that you said this is a practice and we know that practice makes perfect so it's not a one and done it's it's a new way of thinking a new way of living and a new way of of leading i think in associations. so thank you for being my guest today
1: thanks mary appreciate it
0: i'm mary byers and this is successful associations today